Bienvenue au Pont pour la Mission. Welcome to Bridges for Mission. Bienvenidos y bienvenida a Puentes para la Misión. Well, hello everyone from uh, all over the world. Um, you are joining Bridges for Mission, and I'm Reverend Sandra Dorsonville, one of the co-creators of this beautiful podcast that we've had since for two and a half years now, uh, Minister Nicole. This is really exciting. Um, it is, and I can't believe it's already been that long. Yes. Um, so we're we're shifting things, as you as you know. Um, and today we are with the beautiful presence of Mrs. Marianne Awaraji, and she will introduce herself in a few moments and um, and say more about her role with Sat Seven and what Sat Seven is. I know some of you might be saying. Are we talking about the final exams in, you know, the U.S. and high school? No, we're not. Um, but we just ask that you come along and have open hearts, open ears, because what we have to share is is really just beautiful. The conversation with uh, Mrs. Awaraji is going to be a blessing. Um, it has been as we've met her a few months ago and continues to be so. Marianne, welcome, welcome to our podcast. The listeners are ready for you and our conversations. And um, would you mind, as we usually start, sharing with the listeners who you are a little bit and your role at SAT7? Hello, dear friends, and to all the audience who is listening, uh, I am Marianne Awaraji. Um, I work for SAT7, and the SAT7. Um, the mission of SAT7 is to provide the churches and Christians of the Middle East and North Africa an opportunity to witness to Jesus Christ through uh, inspirational, informative, and educational television and digital media services. Well, I've been working for SAT7 since I was 10. I'm 31 now. Um, I've been serving in children programs and then when I got married, my husband and I started having a couple counseling program on Set7. And two years ago, I've become the audience relations manager uh, in Set7, which has always been a passion for me to follow up with the viewers, to hear their stories, to share the gospel with them, to pray for them and see their lives changed when they receive Jesus as savior of their lives. Um, what we do as audience relations uh, team uh, we are about uh, 14 members in Lebanon, Egypt, Jordan, and the North Africa. Uh, we receive messages from the viewers who have been watching our programs or uh, uh, interacting with the messaging campaigns that we run on the 10 various pages we have. Each page, Facebook page, uh, has a specific target audience. We have a page for women to tend to their needs um, and all the taboo topics that women in the Middle East don't dare to talk about uh, we have a page for youth in the Middle East who are struggling nowadays with depression and all kinds of poisonous um, uh, news on the social media platforms that they hear and listen to every day and different addictions. 
and depression. We have a page for kids. Actually, it's a closed group where kids can send us their birthday requests, their videos. Just feel free to talk and express their opinions and be encouraged and empowered by the presenters they grew to love and other pages uh, with a specific target audience. It has been a blessing to just be able to be there for the people who sometimes only want something, someone to care for them, to listen to them with empathy, without judgment, to show them love. And then when we add value to their lives and they see the hope we have, they ask us about our faith. And then we share openly about the reason for our hope and our joy, which is Jesus Christ. And our main target is to move them from an online to an offline experience after they watched, they have watched our programs, whether online or on satellite, they have reached out to us. They've had, they have heard the the gospel message. And then we uh, connect with our partners that are on the ground in different regions in the MENA region, um, in different countries in the MENA region, and then they can have fellowship with believers, whether in underground churches or in real churches near their uh, houses. For those who would love maybe to know more about Set7, they, they can just check the website set7usa.org. Thank you so much. I I always love hearing what Sat7 is up to and what you guys do because I just find the ministry to be so beautiful and just there's so many different layers to it and it's just it's wonderful. So I want to dive a little deeper into some of what Sat7 is doing. Um, so our first question for you is what is the latest creative programming efforts happening at Sat7? Um, so as you know, we have the satellite uh, that reaches to so many countries in the MENA regions. Now we have 10 uh, Facebook pages, as I said, to different target audience. We have the YouTube channel, one is for kids, one for the adult Arabic programs, and one for academy, which is educational. We have the VOG, uh, a video on demand. It's called Set7 Plus. It's an application that anyone anywhere can download on his phone um, and then watch any episode of any program whenever they want. And it's really private and so beautifully uh, presented. And now what we're trying to do to reach out to a larger uh, audience and to be able to interact with them because we want to create a dynamic community online is to have live workshops on the Facebook pages. And we found out that it is really, really, um, um, it is really, you know, like beneficial for people because we can have a theologian or an influencer or a counselor go live on Facebook page itself and then talk about an important topic that all the viewers need to hear about. And th this would be like a common need that they would love to hear about. And they start interacting with the presenter or with the counselor, ask their question, and he gets to answer them. The latest one we did was on Sat7 Parents page, Facebook page. Uh, where we tackle uh, issues about, um, uh, you know, like how to raise uh, godly children, teach the biblical values. And we talked about um, how to help our children in their homework in the midst of all the stress that families in the Middle East are going through with the economic crisis and the frustration they go through. Um, since the start of the school year, many parents were uh, confessing to us that they're abusing their children while studying at home. Um, they were really anxious um, that, you know, like 
they would curse, beat, uh, hurt their children, and they were so desperate that they were reaching out for help. So we, we thought it was very critical to talk about that. And the child counselor, um, one of the child counselors we work with in Set 7 had this workshop and the viewer viewership rate was very high. And even people who participated in that Zoom workshop were so numerous, the ones who were watching, participating, or sending us private messages to know more about this and how they can, you know, like deal with their children and tend to their needs without being frustrated and hurting them. This is one example of the workshops we're uh, launching nowadays. We're going to launch um, different ones on different pages to tackle relationship struggles, youth addictions, and many, many more. That's incredible. Meeting the community where they currently are with current issues. I feel like that that's so important because um, I feel like sometimes that gets overlooked. You know, there's, you know, the the agenda and the things that you want to teach from scripture and things like that, that sometimes you just overlook of what's currently happening um, to really address it and to be able to have those hard conversations because that's not an easy conversation um, or anything for parents to admit that that's what's happening um, in the homes, but for them to feel um, safe to mm -hmm. open up and to share that. That's absolutely incredible. Um, so our next question um, is what joys and challenges um, do you face while innovating in um, kingdom building? Mm. Um, as you were saying, Nicole, I'd like to add something that Jesus used to go, go to the people where they were and talk with them about you know like real life examples they were going through talk about the challenges a farmer faces and then share with them the gospel and he used to feed them or tend to their physical needs and then share with them the good news and that's what we try to do to you know care for our viewers in a holistic way uh, add value to their lives and so we will you know like elicit their curiosity to know more about this Christ we so, you know, passionately talk about, and then we share the good news with them. Uh, the joys of the ministry were, well, there are many. Um, seeing people's lives change is one of the top reasons why I do what I do, and I've been doing it for so many years, uh, to be able to be a light and then reap the harvest and, and see the fruits of, of what we do is such a blessing and it keeps my faith alive. Sometimes I am down or I'm praying for something and I'm not seeing an answer. But then when I see the life of a viewer I've been praying for and following up with change, it gives me such a great boost. There is one verse that I really love and I keep on remembering uh, to keep on doing what I do. And it says, uh, the Lord will refresh those who refresh others. So while we do the ministry, we are our own faith is really refreshed and encouraged when we see life uh, change, the people of the, the lives of the people we serve change. For example, there is one boy from Syria, he's called um, Rafi. He wrote uh, to us after seeing the life of his best friend change. So he was excited to see why did his life change. And he wrote us on one of our Facebook pages called Daily Bread. And he said, well, my friend Majid told me about you. And I want to really speak to you because I've suffered from depression after the war in Syria. He has, a, you know, like severe depression. He cannot sleep at night. He always hears sounds of bombing. Um, uh, he also had, because of the war, a problem with his eye. He keeps on, you know, asking God, why, why, how can I get out of it? But nothing happens. He asks his grandma to pray for him because he, she's so godly, but he feels that she's stuck in life. There's nothing he can do about his depression. 
and he was asking us to pray for him. We started the journey. It's a long journey, you know. We start by praying for the person, sharing, uh, talking about the love of God, um, you know, being the friend he really needs. And we asked him, we sent him the Bible link and asked him to start reading and that we were there to answer all his questions. We had, you know, long conversations for several weeks with this lovely guy. And then um, we prayed for him for healing. And he shared with us once after like two months, he said, um, I cannot thank you, thank you enough. It is the first night where I can sleep peacefully the whole night without hearing any voices or noises. I know uh, that God will forgive me. So I ask his forgiveness for all the sins I have made and I want him to heal me. And I, I believe he will. We hear stories like this story that like Rafi um, every day because we know that the word of God will never return void and it does miracles. Sometimes we don't, do not know or have answers for their problems, but we know that when we share the word of God and when we pray for our viewers, the Holy Spirit is at work and we are sure that miracles are going to happen in their lives. Uh, so this is, you know, like the, the thing that makes us joyful the most. Challenges, of course, there are ch challenges in every ministry. And mostly the challenge of having counselors who have the heart for the ministry and who are willing to help us in the audience relations team. You know, it is not easy to follow up on Facebook platforms, Facebook, YouTube, VOD, on satellite, on WhatsApp. It is really challenging and you need people who are willing to invest in their time, be flexible and be willing to hear plenty of struggles and hardships every day and be able to have enough energy to follow up with these people, to pray for him wholeheartedly for them. So the challenge is to find these people, to have resources to hire them, and to make sure they're doing this for the right reasons, to have the heart, as I said, for the ministry, to be able to recharge correctly at the feet of Jesus. Because if we do not, um, if we do not, you know, have encounters with him, to renew our strength, our faith. We have nothing to give. So we need to be fulfilled with him first to be able to give hope to others. Uh, and so we pray that God, you know, like always send these people uh, our way, send partners on the ground to be able to give discipleship to the people we start following up with, to send more churches who are willing to take the risk and be there, be the hands and feet of Jesus on the ground for these people. What a rich ministry. Uh, I know our listeners are just, you know, their cup is uh, being filled, hearing all mm -hmm. of what you're giving us. And, and truly, listeners, we're just scratching the surface. Um, but our hearts this morning, Marianne, are just overjoyed. And, mm -hmm. and I love how you speak of partnerships in so multiple ways. Um, because oftentimes, I think when people hear the word partnership or hear it described, they just think it's just a linear process. Um, mm -hmm. And Jesus was such a, a beautiful craftsman at partnership and meeting people where they are, mm -hmm. um, finding their hearts and just pouring into them. So, uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know this is a conversation. It's a beginning, uh, but we also want to give you time to, to ask us question if you have any before we close our, our episode for today. 
Well, I love what you do and I love your passion for what you do and how when we start something, no matter how small it is, but we have the heart for the ministry and the passion to do God's work. He sends the resources. He makes us see fruits for what we do. And I see that in you too, Sandra and Nicole. So God bless you for what you do. I love it. And I would like to ask you, what is one goal that you pray and hope to achieve in this coming year through your ministry? Oh, that's a that's a beautiful question. And I'll take that one, Nicole, if that's okay. Um, um, what I really the goal, I mean, there are multiple goals, but one that I would say is, um, and you mentioned it earlier, I would really love to see much more of a dynamic community that is passionate about short term min, uh, mission, alive on social media. I mean, mm -hmm. we've been uh, doing this episode now for two and a half years, and it would be so wonderful to have conversations with listeners and just to hear more of those seeds that we've been planting. Um, what is it like? What has it been growing? What has it been nurturing for some of our listeners? And and perhaps where, where they'd like us to go um, and develop and hear about ministry because we know God's mission is alive. So it's to really have that greater um, partnership and, you know, community, social media presence. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you for that question. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, Nicole, um, what is one story one of your listeners shared with you and that has impacted you deeply? Oh, goodness. There are so many wonderful stories we have heard on the podcast over the last few years, but I think one of them, um, that has really stuck with me is I do a lot of work with young adults, um, high school and slightly older college. Um, and especially now with the Emerging Leaders Program through I am, but um, very early on pre the Emerging Leader Program, we did an interview with two missionary kids. And um, in there, her and Sandra get talking about horses. Um, and it's a great conversation. You should go listen to it. Um, but they start talking about horses and how they um, were introduced to the technique of riding a horse. And they go through the process of, you know, bareback and then a pad and then the reins and then they get the harness. And it's this whole process of developing small parts of you step by step um, to be able to be a strong rider, to be a healthy rider with your horse. Um, and to feel that relationship between you and this beautiful creature. And in that conversation, um, the missionary kid turns it almost in a dime and says, it's very much like your faith, that you have to develop it piece by piece by piece for it to be strong and to be healthy and to grow. But ultimately it comes down to that inner relationship between you and God. And that everything else is just a tool to help with that relationship, but it's not the relationship itself. And I think that that's just such a beautiful example of just the intimacy that you can have with God, um, no matter what stage of life you have, no matter what tools are at your fingertips, no matter what is around you, that ultimately that relationship between you and the creator is yours. Um, and nobody can change that. And just the tools that just keep getting added to it over the, over your life, it's just something that comes and goes and things change and things adapt and, um, and you just move with it and you just go with it. And I think it's just such a beautiful reminder of just, um, kind of peeling back all the layers of society and what people expect with you and your faith and your faith journey, but just what is really at the core of your relationship with God. 
That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for the question. So, um, Marianne, mm -hmm. thank you for your presence. Thank you for being with our listeners today. Um, we ask that you just give us one last word of encouragement, um, not just to Nicole and myself, but to to the globe. The globe is yeah. at our um, is a near shot. It really is close. So, um, mm. give us that word. Yeah. Well, what's really on my heart is to encourage every person listening, no matter how old he is, that he is effective. Uh, in the kingdom of God, never say I'm old now, there's nothing for me to do, or I'm too young. Let's be part of a community. Let's um, get to know what uh, Christian uh, communities are around us. We're all part of one body, and collaboration among members of the body of Christ is vital because it reflects the, the, the real nature of God and how he designed the body to function. So it is beautiful just to commit to uh, getting to know other organizations around me, how they're serving God, be part of, you know, like encouraging, praying for them, supporting them in any different way because we really need each other. It's, it refreshes my heart to hear stories, you know, like uh, from the fruits of your ministry, and I'm sure you do the same. So let's really get to know each other, pray for each other and support um, however we can. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, listeners, you have been, I know your cup has been filled and mm -hmm. overflowing. Mm -hmm. So until next time. Mm -hmm.